Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone. I am Travis Croton, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. And today I am joined by two my two lovely lady co-hosts. We have the woman who will tell you if your lipstick matches your skin tone, the stylish Gwen Flamberg. And I will give demerits if it does not. Hey, guys. And we have the lady who will tell you which bachelor guy deserves to go home first, Miss Sarah Huron. Yes, I will. And I have a lot of thoughts. Well, I hope you have a lot of thoughts because we have a lot of news to cover today. We have some royal allegations that are really dramatic. We have a cheating scandal that none of us are surprised by at all. We have a former 90210 star having some marriage issues, an A-lister hanging out with her ex, and much, much more. But before we get into that, let us start with our woes of the week. Sarah Huron, what made you go woe this week? Well, Travis, you mentioned The Bachelor, and as the host of Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast, shameless oh, are you? plug. I hadn't heard. That's great. Yes. It's not new. It's it's, it's breaking information here. Um, Katie's Thurston season is well underway. We're three, four weeks in, and I have been on team Greg from the moment he stepped out of the limo. He's from New Jersey. He reminded me of like a guy I would meet at the Jersey shore bar, but in a good way, not in like a bad way. And he just seemed really normal. And him and Katie had this, such a, such a connection. And she got the first impression rose. He got the first date. She said she was falling for him. And during the most recent episode, there was so much drama, but they did manage to throw in a little moment of Greg comforting Katie. And I was like, Oh, this guy's got it in the bag. They both bonded over losing parents. I was confident until Becca Martinez, who was on the bachelor a few years ago, her podcast posted a meme that says when the guy next to you is getting interrogated about wanting to be the bachelor and you're going to pretend to be disgusted while hiding your own career aspirations. And it's a picture of Greg. And it turns out Greg went to acting school a few years ago and Katie liked the meme and then unliked it and then was listening to Trader by Olivia Rodrigo on her Instagram stories. So now I have a bad feeling about how this is going to go. <laughs> and I, I don't know if Greg is here for the right reasons and I'm devastated. I'm so sorry that Dirty Jurors is not going to be the one in the final four, most likely by the liking of that meme. Or he is, and then he betrays her, like the song would suggest, because she did tell me that everything hurt. When I asked her if she was engaged and happy, Katie's response was, everything happens for a reason. Oh my God. Well, that would be the first time the Bachelorette or Bachelor picks the wrong person and then was betrayed. So we will look out for that pioneer episode. Totally. Gwen Flamberg, what have made you go woe this week? 
I went, whoa, this very morning, Travis, when I saw the lovely Queen Elizabeth, my queen, wearing lilac for her first in-person meeting since March of 2020, she made an appearance with Boris Johnson and she looked absolutely lovely in lilac. It was a soft whoa, but I was like, whoa, she's out. Just seeing her outdoors makes me go, whoa, and have that sunshine touch her face is just a beautiful image for all of us. She has been all smiles lately, and that makes me feel very warm and fuzzy. Oh, well, we're going to give her something not to smile about a little bit later, but let me tell you what made me go, whoa, this week. It really did. It involves... uh, a really problematic, horrible R&B singer by the name of Chris Brown. Uh. Now, Chris Brown, you know, hold your pearls, again, to the shocking information, has been accused of hurting a woman during an altercation. This happened on Friday morning. The Los Angeles Police Department responded to Chris Brown's home um, after a woman reported that he struck her in the face, and TMZ reported that she was slapped so hard in the back of her head that her weed came off now this weave had to be either glued in or sewn in as a what a weave does so to get that glue or the stitches in it must have been a really hard hit and this is just so horrible chris brown of course has a history of allegations about rihanna he Centered in the hospital in 2009. In 2017, Karuche Tran got a restanding order against him. And in 2019, he was accused of rape by a woman in Paris. So this is, I mean, how many more is it going to take to Chris Brown fans just fall off the train? Horrible, horrible, horrible. Horrible. I know. My mom's ringtone is actually a song called Chris Brown Should Get His Ass Kicked. And or, yes, it is. And I think that is more timely today than ever. Wow. But let us get into the news. And that's why I love your mama. <laughs> yes. And let us start with shocking, shocking allegations that really are just that. They're allegations. These aren't true yet. But sources have told us that Charles is going to possibly deny royal titles to Archie and Lily. Sources have confirmed to Us Weekly that Charles has a plan to slim down the monarchy, and that extends to his own grandchildren, Archie and Lily. The source told us Charles has made it unequivocally clear that Archie will not be receiving a royal title once Charles is crowned king. He's basically banned the notion as a type of consideration or possibility and has drawn a line under the topic. He is adamant the monarchy needs to be streamlined and there will be no room for sentimentality nor exceptions. So this is mainly he wants to save the people money, make a good first impression, cut the salaries down, but like to strip babies of royal titles. I hope he does not go through with this. Well, to back it up for people, Archie and Lily don't have titles because that's like, that's the way it works. And the queen lived, you know, has been in charge for a long time. And while she had to change the rule to get George, Charlotte and Louis titles, because they are in line much higher than Archie and Lily. So she changed the rule for them. So when Archie and Lily were born, they were never supposed to have titles. Ever was assumed that when Charles took over, they would get titles because that's just how the royal family works. Now we're hearing it's possible he's just not going to do that. And it does make sense to some degree if his parents don't have their his and her royal highness titles, why would Archie and Lily have any sort of royal title? But I mean, I also feel like 
this could be Charles acting irrational right now. And maybe who knows how the family is going to be down the line. Yeah, that's, that all sounds good and good. Gwen, tell us what's wrong with this. Well, that's just what I think. I think that this is all hearsay and conjecture. But when, if Charles actually takes the throne, I'm really, really hoping that he abdicates and ushers in like a new modern royal and lets William and Kate take the throne. But when that change happens and there is a shift in the line of succession, we'll see what happens. I think that it is premature to say definitively whether or not Archie or Lily are going to have titles. If it is part of the line of succession, they should have the titles. I also agree that it's like, if their parents gave up their royal titles, the whole family should sort of be like out of the royals. But listen, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I think that there is a a 0% chance that Charles is gonna abdicate the throne because his thirst for it is so strong. I just, that look in his eyes tells me he wants that crown and he is coming for it. I've seen that look on RuPaul's Drag Race when people are going for the crown and he, has it so i mean possibly but his first act should definitely not to be steal candy from babies i just don't think it's a good look at all well let's move on to uh, again really unsurprising news tristan chloe and tristan third trimester thompson she wasn't even pregnant this time now let's start with a source close to Chloe confirmed to us that Tristan and Chloe have broken up. They've gone their separate ways several weeks ago and will continue to remain co-parents. And the source adds, there is no drama. Well, that is pretty ironic because they had lunch together on Father's Day. And then a day after that, Tristan was spotted at a famous bodyguard's birthday party, going into a bedroom with three different women, one an aspiring singer, the other two, I'm sure something slash models, and then coming out of the room looking, quote, disheveled, sources told the Daily Mail. There's photos of him at the party, and apparently he had a 4G, and it just seems a little bit sketchy, Timing that then Chloe said that they broke up the next day and that it happened several weeks ago. I mean, Chloe, Stan, Sarah Huron, what do you take from all of this? Well, I mean, as always, trying to root for Chloe, you know, was devastated when I heard that these two were back together last summer when they were quarantining together amid the coronavirus pandemic. But then I will say, as I was watching the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I found myself very upset with myself for liking Tristan. He was super likable. He turned on the charm. Obviously, in the back of my mind, I was like, I can't fall for this and Chloe shouldn't either. But I I got it for a second. And it makes sense because it was the coronavirus pandemic. There was nowhere else to be. There wasn't even basketball for him to be playing. There was nothing for him to do but be a halfway decent human. So the bar was low. So is this a shock? Of course not. Is it still upsetting? Yes, because Chloe's thing is being the forgiving one, the nice one, you know, and she gets taken advantage of and it's not fair. And we need to find Chloe a man. Then you had Tana Mojo, YouTube star out here tweeting about Tristan showing up to her birthday party. And at first Chloe was liking tweets, implying like, oh, Tana's thirsty. But then you hear all these other allegations, which by the way, have not been confirmed by us or 
I think there's sources close to Tristan just saying he was at the party, but nothing happened. You know, it's all speculative, but at the same time where there's smoke, there's usually fire, especially when it comes to not only NBA players, but Tristan Thompson. Oh, Gwen Flamberg, what do you read into all of this A mess? I mean, it's a total mess, but here's the thing, you guys, I was never buying that they were together kind of like ever. I mean, yeah, during the pandemic, he spent time with the family, with the baby, which he absolutely should. And I'm sure that that was really lovely, but I'm not buying that. Like, you know, when Chloe's hanging on him, like they're like happily ever after, it just doesn't add up where there is smoke, there is salmon. Yes, there is. And I, Sarah, I'm a hundred percent on board with you that Tristan Thompson is the most likable charming, charismatic guy in the world. I can see how he could pull this over on Chloe and these three random girls at the party. Well, let's go to some YouTube comments because we had a lot of comments about this. Uh, Mindy Stein says, quote, he doesn't actually want Chloe. It's a sick game of his that he plays when he's bored. Oh, true. Harsh and definitely true, Mindy. And DT, I think, is trying to, you know, get some brownie points with Sarah when she says, at this point, Lamar is a better man than Tristan. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's comparing to both not great marriages. I mean, Lamar had a substance abuse problem that did affect his decision making, but he also cheated on Chloe more than we could ever even know. Um, but I mean, wow, I don't know. Those, that's a hot take. I, I could never pick, I don't think. But there was there is a child involved with Tristan. There is, and the cutest child in the world. And then we had uh, maybe my favorite comment of the day. Um, we have a young lady who said she tried crepe cake for the first time, and it was delicious. <laughs> I agree with you. Crepe cakes are underrated and delicious. Tried Madame X Bakery in New York. Gwen turned me on to it, and it is where it is at. Yes, leave us comments about your food or your hot takes and celebrities, and we will now read them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Angelina Jolie hanging out with her ex. Gwen Flamberg, any thoughts before I get into this? Are you happy? Are you sad? You were very much at Us Weekly, I think, when all of the, the gross stuff was going down with them. Lee Miller, he was cute. He was hot. He was a bad boy. <laughs> he would like, you know teach her how to cover up her tattoos with makeup. I kind of love them together. It was a totally different Angelina. And I'm just like so into this summer of like rekindled romance, you guys. What that's, is happening? That's really what it is. I cannot, you know, even begin to grasp the amount of exes hanging out with other exes, people hanging out with their exes, exes. I mean, it's very strange. But Angelina Jolie is really at the forefront of this because she was seen arriving at her ex's apartment, Johnny Lee Miller, no H and Johnny. Twice within the past week, she was in New York City for her birthday. And the first time she showed up with a bottle of wine, Ooh. And the second time she showed up with her son, Paxton. Now, if you don't remember, Johnny Lee Miller and her met on the 1995 movie Hackers. Incredible movie. The fashion still rings true today. Um, they were married in 1996 and, you know, he got divorced in 2018. So he is single now. And I don't know what to think of this, but we have Catherine La Jolla, 
commented something very interesting on the YouTube. She says, Johnny seems like a nice guy and a good man. They're good friends. Their sons are friends. So she thinks this was a play date. Now, I we had a source telling us that, yes, Angelina Jolie and Johnny Miller have remained friends, but I didn't know that their sons were friends. So thank you, Catherine, for pointing that out. And Monica Less had something interesting to say that I feel like we get this a lot with Angelina, that, quote, her publicist is working hard. <laughs> Sarah Huron, what do you think about this wine date and then Paxton date? I mean, they've made it clear they stayed friendly um, but after Benefer, it's hard to believe that anything is innocent anymore. I mean, I was on the, oh, they are just, Ben and Jen are just hanging out, stirring the pot a little bit. They're still friends. And I was proven very wrong. So now I just assume everyone is, is dating. Uh, same here. I think that they were friends, but after that bottle of wine, I think the friendship has turned into something more. <laughs> and like Gwen said, they were very like hot together. They were very hot for each other. And it's very, a relationship from... 20 years ago, in this case, almost 30 years ago, that the fire has not died out between the two of them. Well, let's move on to something, uh, someone in recovery, someone who's getting better, Mr. Tiger Woods. Sarah, I know you watched all of his HBO documentary, so you know a lot about Tiger. So a source uh, gave us an update on his recovery. They said Tiger's recovery has been agonizing. He has had several surgeries on his right leg. It's a two steps forward and three steps back situation right now. After each surgery, he's better. And then his healing has been horrible. His uh, Erica, his girlfriend, fiance, girlfriend, has been by his side this entire time, helping with errands and giving support. Tiger expects himself to make a full recovery, but he isn't saying that just yet. He wants to be able to walk without assistance before he says any of that. He does PT daily, if not twice a day. Sarah Huron Tiger was his number one fan in this room. What do you think about this? Definitely a stretch. I just like drama and he has a lot of it. Um, my initial instinct was the one, uh, two steps forward, three steps back. Reminds me of that Olivia Rodrigo song. Always got to bring it back to her. Or Paula um, Abdul. Yes, Paula Abdul. Love her. Um, I mean, I don't wish like bad things on Tiger and his recovery, but I also like if he never golfs again, will that change my life? No. So mm. Godspeed. Good luck. <laughs> Gwen, what do you think? I still hold a grudge against Tiger for like manipulating those 22 women into believing that he was their one and only. I think he's a true malignant narcissist who hurt a lot of people. And while I don't wish ill on anyone, I, um, I just don't have a lot of like great thoughts for the guy either. Well, live your life, live your life, Tiger, like win some win some golf tournaments, try to not, you know, take substances and get in car accidents. Definitely do not lie and manipulate women into believing that, you know, you want to be their baby daddy and, uh, you know, live, live a life of integrity, boo. Can't wait for the paparazzi photos of Gwen kicking out the crutch from Tiger as he crosses the street to come, paying him back for all those ladies who could not. Now let's get into our favorite pretty mess on this podcast, who's Erica Jane, the housewife to the hustler, which was, mm. I watched it, fantastic documentary, thrilling, horrifying, feel bad for her. New paparazzi photos have come out. You feel out bad for Erica? 
Um, I feel bad that her life is slipping away from her, but she knows what she was doing. And I think the onus is on her. I just, as I don't feel bad for Erica, I more feel bad for the pretty mess who I loved so much in her music videos. And I feel bad that the performance, the performer is gone who once titillated and excited me and is now broke. I will say watching this week's episode of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Wednesday's episode, it's interesting to hear Erica finally talk about it super candidly. Um, and you do wonder what she knew still, but you definitely feel a little more empathy for her. Like the show's giving her a little bit of an empathetic edit, but she's also still keeping stuff inside, as you can tell, because they haven't talked about the lawsuit stuff. But I mean, watching that documentary and like seeing the Tom's alleged victims like watch have to watch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and her talk about how amazing it is to be rich is just disgusting. And it's hard for me to like take her seriously at all at this point. And I think they're horrible, but she's got some clapbacks coming out. She's not going down without a fight, right? Tell us what she said and please describe the gas station pictures, which I hope some of the victims of this horrible fraud they can take some, you know, some happiness in seeing her look like crap at a gas station. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Erica Jane was spotted at a gas station wearing a shirt that says Billionaire Boys Club. It's like a teal. She has these sunglasses on. Her extensions, you know, have looked better. She got no makeup on. She looks a little more like Erica Girardi, not like Erica Jane, um, but not even Erica Girardi because Girardi, you know, is also usually boozed all a bougie up. But um, of course she's pumping gas in these pictures and everyone on Twitter was joking, you know, this is what happens when you lose all your money. They are allegations that Tom's firm gave her $20 million to her company. And obviously that was not his money to give her apparently. Um, so she tweeted after these photos made the rounds, good night, Twitter, please be in full glam when pumping gas. Apparently it's a big deal. And she's out here tweeting gifts of herself on the show, um, clapping back and she's liking a million tweets. These are some tweets that she's liking saying never log off, never stop. Keep ruining their day and making your better. I've always lived by the phrase, go F yourself. It applies to everything. Love you, Erica. Don't listen or worry about the haters. They're just jealous. I don't know. I don't understand why those people who don't even know you feel like they can talk about your life. You rock girl, like wild. Oh God. I mean, like don't give an F, but like the burn victims and widows and people in third world countries who are waiting for their money. And she's buying like every piece of the runway collection and spending 40,000 on hair and makeup every month is really insensitive. And Andy Cohen was asked, I think a caller called into his podcast and said, after watching the housewife and the hustler and, you know, seeing the doc, seeing her act on the real housewives flaunting all this wealth, are you going to cut her from the cast? Cause it's so insensitive. And he pretty much said like, no, I do not plan on it. Anything's up in the air, but he didn't see that as a problem. I sort of see it as a problem. Well, I think he's going on more of the narrative of we don't know what Erica knows because the documentary did include like <laughs> testimonials from Daniel Staub and Dana Wilkie. And well, I thought it was funny, not like it was a good, I think the juxtaposition was kind of genius to have the ridiculousness over the topness of the housewives and the seriousness of Tom's accusations paired together. Cause that's what this is. I mean, it's an over the top spectacle and it's horrible, but I thought it made sense. But Andy was kind of going more towards the, I don't know how they would know what Erica knows, which is true. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I think the lawyers who filed this, a lawsuit are very confident that they are going to be able to prove that Erica very much knew what was going on. So I can't wait for, for more court stuff to come out. It's fascinating. 
Me too. And Andy Cohen has been a busy, busy boy because he is hosting the Keeping Up with the Kardashians E finale spectacular reunion. And we are getting a lot of good nuggets out of this. Uh, we are getting a lot of Jordan Woods info. During part two of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Andy asked Chloe and Kylie about their relationships with Jordan. And Chloe said she has no quote grudge against Jordan. I mean, do you though? She says, I think people make mistakes. People live and they learn. I forgive both parties. Adding that she couldn't forgive Tristan when she is co-parenting with him and was back together with him without forgiving Jordan as well. Kylie, on the other hand, said Jordan and I did have a talk after this when we were friends, and I never thought that we wouldn't be friends. It was kind of an overnight thing, you know? When she did something to my family, I felt like she did something to me. Um, in case you don't remember, Jordan Woods was seen getting more than cozy at a party with Tristan third trimester Thompson. Sound familiar? Yes, it does. And then she confirmed all of these allegations on Red Table Talk with Jada Pickett-Smith. And Jordan and Kylie were more than besties. I mean, they were inseparable at all times. She was like a sister to all the girls. And it's rough, but I feel like when Chloe was talking, it was just sort of... I forgave Tristan, so I have to forgive Jordan sort of moment. Um, Sarah, what did you think? Yeah, my favorite part was how like aggressive Kim got when she was like, listen, Tristan's not going anywhere because True exists. If True didn't exist, we would cut him off too. We cut off Jordan for a reason. And Kylie, you know, hinted that Chloe kept saying, you know, the door's open if, if Kylie wants to go there. Like, I'm not going to stop her. But Kylie, you know, played it classy and was just like, you know, she did some of my family. I don't want to go there, but they didn't go too deep. I was more fascinated by Chloe's admission she had a nose job. Oh my God, that's shocking information because her nose changed so much. But she's denied it for so long. I found Instagram comments from like two years ago where she denied yep. having a nose job. And on the reunion, she said, no one's ever asked. And you know, I love Chloe. I, at the couple minutes ago, I was defending her, but like, you have to be honest about the work you have done. It's not cool to, to not. Well, speaking of Gwen, what can you tell us about, well, Chloe's nose and Kylie Jenner's kissable lips. I just want to talk about Chloe's lips because her lips in these ads she's in on TV, her lips are like three times the size of what they were. Oh yeah. They're absolutely insane. Oh I mean, yeah. Kylie, Kylie has said that the reason why she made makeup was because she didn't feel like she had kissable lips. That's Kris Jenner marketing 101. Prey on people's like fears. That Kylie has put stuff in her lips. She's taken it out. She's put it in. She's taken it out. She's made some decent makeup, whatever. She's completely changed her face. But Chloe, and Chloe is my favorite, you guys. Me too. I always loved her the most. But like, why do you want your lips to look like you went 12 rounds in the ring with Rocky? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, it looks like she either went 12 rounds in the ring with Rocky or she face planted into a beehive. Yeah, she just found out she was allergic to peanuts. Way harsh, a Ty. Peanut butter. They're, they wow. are, Gwen's right though. What I think what upsets me and Gwen the most is you can blow up your lips, you can get a nose job, you're in Hollywood, we expect you to look amazing, you cave under those pressures, fine. But don't lie about it to other people who are looking at you 
and right. say that you've had no work done when you've had everything possible done. It sort of reminds me when Chloe came back from <laughs> Miami with a butt four times the size than she went there with and denied having Dr. Miami do her BBL, her Brazilian <laughs> butt lift. And when he confirmed it, and then he had to take it down a while ago and Chloe's like butt was so big. It's just <laughs> unfair to say that you haven't done it. If you want to play coy and say it's none of your business, that's fine. But to outright say that this is just how the great Lord made me, I hate that. Well, they've Come all on. denied anything's ever happened to their, their butts. So we'll never know. Will we though? Okay. The shape of their bodies that literally look like Barbie dolls. I know during that reunion you had growing up, but my Barbie wasn't shaped like that. During that, yeah, Skipper didn't look quite like that on my my doll. Um, during the reunion, Andy asked them like about how they feel guilty perpetuating um like beauty standards that are unrealistic and kim said like no we work hard and i saw a tiktok that was so good because it was like yeah you might work out but you also you know have the best trainers you have access to surgeons you have access to the best chef chefs so like take a little account like you can be proud of your body and no matter how you got it like i'm not saying don't be and there is something to be said for their curves being a little different than you know the stick figures that people used to you know look up to too but i would just say if i was asked that question i looked like them i'd be like you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to do that, but at the same time, like everyone should acknowledge, you know, we are, we have access to things that other people don't. And, you know, hopefully, you know, just acknowledge it. I think that goes a long way. Yeah. Say this body costs $500,000. It could allegedly. be yours. Allegedly. I, I mean, come on, fine. Allegedly, but to a blind person can tell that they've had work done. Let's move on to another segment that we like to call sink or ship. And today we have a very special lady on lady, reality star on reality star, former housewife on former housewife dating moment. Sarah Huron, I want to hear your thoughts on Bronwyn's new lady. So Bronwyn is not coming back to Real Houses of Orange County. And one thing people have said about her is that, you know, these paparazzi shots that she calls on herself, there's no paparazzi running around Orange County. And that's something Heather Dubrow has also said, which is funny because now Heather Dubrow is coming and taking taking her back her orange and Bronwyn's got to go. So for there to be paparazzi pictures of her making out with this woman and them to be dating all when this is happening, it's just like Bronwyn like is addicted to fame, I think. And yeah. I'm glad she's not coming back because I don't think, as Andy Cohen did say, not maybe in the healthiest spot. And Brahma took offense to that comment, but at the same time, it's like, you've changed your entire life. You're sober, you're a lesbian, and you know, you're you're on this crazy journey. Like, I don't think the paparazzi needs to see photos of you making out with your girlfriend the day after you confirm they're, they're dating. Like, this is obviously curated, in my opinion. Right. And I hope that they are happy together because I would love two former Housewives stars to be together. But it does feel like Bronwyn is sort of addicted to the fame and the attention and that maybe the spectacle of it all is what's attracting Bronwyn to her and not the actual. She probably, I mean, potentially wanted this to be her storyline on the show if they're dating and if they know each other. And now, you know, they don't have that, but maybe they still wanted to see what they could do together. Or maybe they're in love. I don't know, who am I to, (laughs) who am I to put Bronwyn down, kick her when she's already down? We are here to speculate on all of this, but yes, (laughs) I hope that Bronwyn is really happy. Speaking of someone who I really hope is happy, Bindi Irwin, we have to protect her at all costs. She is going to take a social media break for a while because of her mental health. 
Now, Bindi Irwin is, of course, the daughter of late Steve Irwin, the amazing Aussie icon. And she's made some very unsettling allegations about her grandfather, Bob Irwin. In a Father's Day post, she dedicated it to her own father and her husband, Chandler Powell. Lovely man. We stand Bindi and Chandler so much. And Bindi said, unfortunately, my grandfather, Bob, has shown no, no interest in spending time with me or my family, <laughs> according to Seven News. Publicly, he continues to claim that he wants to spend time with us while privately my entire life has been psychologically abusing me. She goes on to claim that Bob, that Bob has even gone so far as to return gifts she sent him over the years after opening them and then send them back. And she said, from the time I was a little girl, he's ignored me, preferring to spend time doing anything else rather than being with me. He has never said a single kind word to me personally, and it breaks my heart, but it's not healthy to engage in this abusive relationship. Now, Bindi also alleged that the family has been supporting Bob financially since 1992 and is still sending him weekly payments. She still maintains that she wants to take care of him. And she says, quote, we built him a house on our beautiful property and we'll always do our best to ensure his well-being. I mean, sad, tragic story. And this was sort of the reason that Bindi has said she's taking a break from social media Tragic, tragic. What do you guys think? Super random. I had no idea that they had family beef with their grandfather. I mean, family feuds are juicy, but always really sad too. So, I mean, I feel like Bindi's just got such a good little head on her shoulders and she's like mom now. And it's crazy to see how grown up she is, to be honest. That's all I can really think about every time I see her. Agreed. And before we go into our last segment, we have to bring up one other thing from the Keeping of the Kardashians reunion, uh, the Scott Disick quote that really made my insides churn. He was asked by Andy Cohen why he, you know, only dates teenagers. And Scott Disick said, I don't look for younger girls. They find me because I look so young. Oh, oh. Scott is just another one where it's like, I should not, I don't stand for anything that he stands for. But when I watched this show, I just love him. <laughs> it's so bad. It is very strange, Sarah, your obsession with the Lord. It is. It's not healthy. I might need help. Forget Bronwyn. Gwen, do you think he's only dating these teenage girls because he looks so young and they just flock to him? I mean, it could be a big part of the reason, but I disagree. That ain't it. They date him because he was a Kardashian baby daddy and they know that it's instant fame, period. Period, Scott. I hope you're listening. Well, I wish we could throw Scott into this uh, next segment, but alas, it is not his birthday because it is time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Always a thrill. Oh, it really is. Well, I'm glad you're thrilled, Sarah, because the first bout is for you. We have Toby Maguire, who's 46 <laughs> this week, still looks 15, that guy, versus Drake Bell, who is 35 this week. Okay, well, I don't want Drake Bell to win anything after those bizarre, creepy allegations about him and a 15-year-old. So let's go with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. He's got the Spidey skills. Ding, ding, ding. Gwen Flamberg, next is to you. We have uh, Khloe Kardashian, uh, 37 this week, versus Kathy Bates, who will be 73, the reverse age this week. You know, Kathy Bates, she's good with an axe. I think she'd take that axe and just slowly shave off layers of lips 
Exactly. Until Chloe just runs screaming out of the ring. Oh, wow. goodness. Wow. I can really visualize that. Thank you for that. It's really it's sort of satisfying. Um, Sarah Huron, last mm-hmm. one before the big finale. Ed Westwick is 34 this week versus Gary Boosie, who is 77 this week. I mean, Chuck Bass is <laughs> more important to me than I should admit. Also problematic, but Ed Westwick. <laughs> yes. All right, Gwen Flamberg. It's a three-way battle that you get to call Ed Westwick, 34, Kathy Bates with an ax, 73, and Toby Maguire, 46. Very, very interesting. But I think that Kathy Bates would take both of them, hit them together like symbols. Mm-hmm. And like, that would be it. Kathy Bates for the win. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Happy birthday to 73-year-old Kathy Bates. Still crushing on TV shows. We'll love her forever. Thank you to my co-hosts, Sarah Huron and Gwen Flamberg for helping me spill this piping hot celebrity this week. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. And again, this is Travis Cronin on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion fame of your favorite celebrities. After all, they're just like us. 